Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got John Medina online. John, how are you? I'm doing great, Michael. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. You do some interesting work around the homes business. So why don't you share a little bit about you and the work you do? Yeah. So I have a company, John Medina Buys Houses. Uh, We're located in in Los Angeles, San Pedro, California, exactly, down here in the harbor. And uh, we basically just, you know, we we buy and sell houses. Now, when we buy them, we, we buy them directly from people have a website and uh, do some uh, Google marketing and a lot of social media, uh, uh, a lot of content out there to, to kind of show what kind of company we are. So we buy houses directly from, from homeowners. And then from there, we fix them up and then we turn around and sell them to people. So it's just, a, it's an interesting uh, business. Uh, I'm not a real estate agent. I don't pretend to be one either. Um, but my partner, Ricky, I have a partner, Ricky, he's a real estate agent. So I kind of run the, the kind of the buying side along with him. And then I fix them up and then I hand them over to him and then he sells them because he is a licensed agent. So he sells them on the back end there and then we sell them to families. And it's kind of cool. Uh, you know, hopefully we improve the neighborhood. So a lot of these houses we buy you know, in distress and from distressed people uh, that have situations going on. So it's kind of nice that we're able to alleviate the stress from them by buying their house in a simple way with a kind of a simple process using cash and, uh, and just making it real easy on them. And then the purpose, the, the whole point is hopefully we can get a nice family to fix the house up, make it really nice, improve the neighborhood and get a, get a nice family in there to, to, to kind of grow their, start their life in there or continue it. So it's great. Yeah, it's definitely great work and it, it helps prevent the, uh, the dreaded foreclosure sticker on the door if, if they're unable to sell or, you know, whatever the situation is for the family that, that needs to sell the home. So, and the fact that you, you go into it and your skill set and your background in construction, which we talked about in the pre-show, you know, definitely helps that you can, you know, get these things turned around and you're going to be using, you know, quality materials and all of that. And, you know, the people that buy the homes are, are getting a house that uh, was, you know, fixed up in whatever ways it needed to be fixed. And then, you know, it's you know, like a brand new home in many cases and you have a new, new people in a new neighborhood and, you know, that you can transform, you know, a neighborhood, especially, you know, unfortunately, I think in many situations, and this pandemic is, you know, no different than, you know, the great recession where a lot of people, and unfortunately some communities as well have you know, really had a difficult time because, jobs were were cut or people were sent home or laid off because they, they couldn't work because it wasn't safe during the pandemic. And I know that the great state of California is still kind of fighting through that, but you know, the, the mask mandates for those that are vaxxed are coming to an end again. It's, it's, it, it's kind of like Groundhog Day, which of course, you know, at the time of recording uh, was just, you know, last or you know, a few days ago, actually. And it's like, you see these news stories, like, wait a minute, we've had this before. It's like, we're, yeah, we're going to do this and open up and then close again. So I think we all have, I don't know, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Not necessarily buyer's remorse, but we have this, yeah, we've watched this show before and we're like, yeah, okay, great. Things are opening. And we're just hoping it's like, okay, let's not close down again. But I'm sure you've seen, um, especially during this pandemic, you know, a lot of, you know, situations that have come about because, you know, people have had to, you know, sell their homes because, you know, for some reason they're just no longer able to live there. 
Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting. I mean, when this pandemic hit, um, we didn't know how to navigate this, right? We're like, wow, how do we value a house? Especially like in March, it was like around March, right? Like, well, here in California, it was like, like, I remember it was like going to go to the Laker game, have Laker tickets, we're going to go see the Lakers and the Rockets, right? And it was going to be a pretty good game back in 19. I was like, okay, how, like, it was, I think March 15th or something, they kind of, you could go to the Laker game, right? So it was like, how do we navigate this? We had a house on the market to sell and everything just kind of fell off and, and, and like, you know, no, there's no more, but how do you show the house? There's just a lot of unknowns, you know? So basically I, we, we sold the house for a profit, but it wasn't the profit that we wanted. And we're like, oh man, how, like now we're, you know, we're speculating. So we're, anything that you're making an offer in, in, in March, you're probably not going to get paid until July, you know, cause you got to fix it up and sell it. So how do you spec now? How do you transition to this new market that we thought was going to be the end of the world, so to speak? You know, and it it basically turned out to be the opposite for us. We got through that time. Everybody kind of figured out how they're going to navigate at the beginning, like you said, the mask and all this other kind of stuff. And the market just took off. I mean, it just went went through the roof. And 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 uh, we're like, wow, it was it was totally different than I than I expected. Uh, most of the people we're dealing with. Um, I haven't really seen too many people with COVID issues. It's just like, we deal a lot of, like we deal with a lot of people that, that inherit houses from their, um, there are some foreclosure people, don't get me wrong, but most of them are, they, they, they inherit a house from their, their parents or, you know, three siblings trying to sell mom's house that they had a lot of belongings in for a while. So uh, other people now, but this is, this is kind of new in the last probably three, four, last say six months, a lot of people are moving out of state. Now that's the newest thing before everybody, like now everybody, you, you see the stats and the migration, people are moving out of California because they want to, and a lot of the people we're dealing with now want to get out of the, want to get out of the state and they want to move on to other places because it's the cost of living is, is, is expensive here. So yeah, I, I think the new normal is it's like, but then, then again, too, uh, there's, there's still not enough housing for the people that live here. So people are leaving, unfortunately, but then the people that are living here don't have places to, there's not enough uh, houses on the market or houses to rent. So that's driving the price up. So it's really interesting. I, you know, I mean, it's going to end eventually, but what's going to end is maybe the increases in the prices because the interest rates will go up, but people still need a place to live. So the rentals are, then it's going to be like, where are these people going to, you know, where, where are the rentals showing up for people to rent? So it's just a huge problem. Right? And it's not going to go anytime soon. Yeah, the population shifts and population growth, just, you know, the fact that, you know, there's more people yeah. in California and in other parts of the country. You know, Florida is another example. I was talking with a gentleman the other day and, you know, he owns property in Florida and he says, I am thankful that I own it because if I went to buy it now, it, it would be astronomical to buy. And, you know, my parents had a place in Florida as well. My dad had passed uh, in just prior to the pandemic in early March of 2020. And my brother and I moved my mom out of that house up to where my brother lives. And we listed it and it, it sold really quick. But then, you know, I was looking at the market down there the other day and I told her, I said, wow, too bad you didn't hold on to that because you would have made an extra $60,000. Yeah. Like, it was just, it's ridiculous on what the prices are. Yeah. And and again, there's not enough people you know, or not enough places for, you know, rentals or affordable housing and all that. It's a big challenge. And I think in time, yeah, I, I think the interest rates will help a bit to slow the market down a bit. But, you know, toss in the fact where a lot of organizations are now allowing their employees you know, to work remotely. So a lot of people are saying, well, if I can work from anywhere, then instead of 
having a mortgage payment of whatever, you know, outside of Los Angeles, I've always wanted to live in Montana or North Dakota or wherever. And they up and move and because they can still do their work as long as they've got a decent internet connection. Uh, but again, it, it, there's a lot. And I've had talks with people that worked in the mortgage industry and they said the last couple of years have been absolutely insane. Yeah. You know, they're, they're stressed and burned out because of the hours that they're working because of the number of applications that are coming in. So right. yeah. it's been a, it's been a weird and I'm with you. I don't think any of us would have expected mass moving uh, and people, you know, selling homes and all that. But for your business, it, it definitely, definitely pays off really well. Yeah, it, you know, it, it has paid off uh, extremely well. And 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 in the fact that I was established, so I kind of got started doing this full time in 2014. So what I've noticed is the longer you've been in this business, the more credibility you get. It's easier to like. You know, I, I have to, I, I borrow money from people, private money. I have a lot more people that will do business with me because, you know, the difference in California is you're probably borrowing anywhere from a minimum of 400,000 up to like maybe seven to 800,000. I don't do million dollar homes. They're everywhere around here. Right. So it's like, you have more credibility with people that, that like to expand your business because now you're more like people know you've been in the game a while and they're only getting a half percent in the bank. So it'll gladly give you, uh, five, you know, five hundred thousand dollars. That's uh, on a property with a note and deed of trust, and it's below market value, probably by sixty percent. Sometimes when I'm borrowing, seventy percent depends on what the deal is, and they're getting nine percent instead of getting half percent at the bank. So people that understand that formula are, are almost like they're real happy to do business with you, and then you have a proven track record, and uh, and 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 I have high core values that we set up as a company, even for myself. So I, I'm, I'm above board on everything. I'm not trying to like, you know, I'm not trying to uh, 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 fool anybody. I'm just real truthful with people on, on the way everything looks. So yeah, it, it's actually, uh, it's actually been getting a little, e- business has gotten easier, believe it or not. I never thought I'd say that, you know, but it's, uh, it's been a good time to be in business. That's for sure. Yeah. And capital can be a difficult thing, especially as a small business owner, if you're a gigantic bank or, you know, business or something, yeah, they, you know, a lot of times they have their own internal finance department that works with the big bank. So it's just here, you know, go down to the third floor, fill out this and this, and then, you know, the money will be transferred into your department kind of thing in your situation. You know, it's you're a small business organization and it's sometimes really challenging to get those loans. But the fact that you, you know, the investors are looking at that and it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's like, yeah. you, you talk to anybody, it's like, okay, where, where are you parking your money? And you're like, well, okay. Um, you know, okay. I've got it in the bank. Okay. You're getting 0. 0.00 whatever percent interest. So congratulations. You might as well stick it under your mattress. You're going to get more, at least some dust. Uh, but it, you know, and other people, you know, they do investing. Yeah. Okay. If you invest well, but even, you know, a lot of the, the funds you know, and, and investments in stocks aren't, aren't giving you an annualized return of 9%. You might, you know, unless you pick the right stock that goes crazy for some reason, but most of the time your mutual funds and other investments aren't giving you that type of annualized percent. And, and the turnaround time of it too, you know, cause you're borrowing it and it's because you know, using the phrase flipping, you're, you're taking it a couple months, boom, boom, you're going to, 
you know, sell the house. And then, you know, once everything closes and everything there, you're paying back your loan and wash, rinse, repeat. And, you know, yeah, that's, I, was, I want to basically take your money and use it again. Right. That's exactly. My, that's yeah. my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, exactly. that's great about it. And then, the, you know, the stocks and the mutual funds and all that stuff is great. If that's what you're into. Um, but it takes work too, right? You actually, like, you got to actually watch, watch that stuff. You think, oh, I hired a guy. That's the biggest, that's something that people, but your guy, if he's not watching it, you're going to, you know, it goes up and down. I mean, and it goes up and down. It's just, that's a whole other topic, right? But, you know, another great thing that's happened too is that, like, you know, being small business like ourselves, it's like, it's over with now. But if you took advantage of those SBA loans, there's a lot, there was a lot of money floating out there for pretty cheap. And they, were, they wanted you to give you the, you know, you just had to kind of go ask for it. And then you had to prove yourself. They just were, you know, they did ask for paperwork and stuff, but I was able to get some of those uh, SBA loans, not the PPL or anything like that, but just basically a loan from the SBA because they offered it to me. So I did the paperwork and I got, and that, that helped tremendously too, uh, allowing to, you know, have some uh, uh, more cash, you know, more cash to be able to, to expand the business too. You know, so I, I took advantage of that too, since it was out there. And um, I appreciate that. Um, because they were, the government was willing to kind of give you this money for, for cheap, 3.75% for 30 years. It's like a house loan. And that helped me grow too, because now all of a sudden I wasn't so limited with the ca- my own cash that I had. You know? And then I'm, I'm using that money wisely the way it's supposed to be used for your business. I'm not taking it for myself. I'm not paying myself with it. It's, it's pretty much for the business. And by using that money for the business, it's helped me grow because now I can flip more houses because I have more capital to kind of invest in the houses. So it's, it's been really cool that way too. So, so the garage isn't filled with Lamborghinis. Good to know, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that might get you in trouble, right? So, well, you know, I, I know somebody that, uh, you know, specializes in, you know, he basically his company rents out luxury cars. You know, oh, okay. he, doesn't, he doesn't own and well, he owns them. The business owns them, but he rents them out. And he's like, I would never, own one if you if you have this desire where you want to own a lamborghini or a ferrari go rent one for a while yeah. get it out of your system yeah because you're going to be you know the cost to maintain them is insane you know in his situation he, he says okay i got i forget what car he said he had yeah i think he's got three or four lamborghinis he's like one's in the repair shop one is you know, being used there's the third one that literally goes from rental to the repair shop because there's always something wrong with it. And it's like, they're just an absolute headache. And me being originally from Detroit, I, I know cars are necessities, but sometimes they're just gigantic headaches to deal with. And, you know, it's good that you're using, you know, the SBA loans. And I'm thankful that the government provides that because small business is what makes our country grow. Yeah, 100%. Drive. Yeah. You know, yes, the big companies create a lot of jobs and, you know, in- income for the economy and all of that, but it's the small businesses that communities grow from. And, and, and like a situation with what the work you're doing is you're, you're helping lives and you're, you know, it's helping people start new lives, you know, and, and, and doing it and with, within a handful of months. It's, that's a, it's a win-win in a way. I mean, you get to help yeah. somebody out that needs to that needs to move from this property, and then you're fixing it up, and then um, selling a house to somebody that you know can afford it and get a new house, and you know changing their lives as well. That's that's a wonderful place to be in. Yeah, and that's you know on that topic, it's great because you know like like you know I have a vision for myself and for my company, and I read it quite often. I, I'm supposed to read it every morning. This is my rules. No one told me to do that, but I've been reading it for years. 
And, and it praise to be in my vision. That's what I kind of state, right? That I'm stating that like I'm, I'm improving the community. I'm helping people sell their, their pro, you know, improving the lives of the people that I'm buying the houses from. And then I'm getting, it's even just so specific. It's like, I'm even getting testimonials from them. And they're thanking us, my team, because I have a great team too. So when I see those testimonials, and I'm pretty hands off with the buying process. I have a great team. But when I see these, these, uh, these reviews on Google and even videos that people are giving us, it just reaffirms the fact that, wow, we are doing exactly what we're setting out to do. And the whole team buys into it. And, um, you know, if you don't, like, when we hire you, we read you the core values and it's not, not a good fit for you. Well, you won't even get that far. We, in the interview process, we want to make sure that you're a good fit for the company so you believe in the core values, right? And all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, it does make it a little easier doing business when you feel like you're doing business for a good cause and that you're that everybody's going in the right direction. So, um, it's just a, a it, it's just it's just, it's just nice too when you when you you sell the house to a nice family and then it just and I didn't even have the neighbors thank me afterwards call me afterwards and say hey man thanks for getting that great family there because other people were horrible so it's just good that it's just a really good good uh, yeah I like what we're doing and it and it and it, it is uh, makes business a lot more fun when you when you know you're 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 doing the right thing. Yeah, when you enjoy what you're doing, it's not work. Uh, it's 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 pleasure and impacting lives, and it makes such a huge difference. So, where do you see you know business over that? It's hard to predict because yeah. with the pandemic and everything like that. But you know, anything on the horizon you see that uh, you know? Obviously, we talked a little bit about the interest rate hikes that are coming. Um, spoiler alert: they're coming. I can't imagine. <laughs> if, I can't. I can't imagine Fed Chair Powell going back on that one. That they. Yeah, happen because inflation, you know, is a nasty thing. We'll find out what the consumer price index prices are tomorrow. And then we'll we'll watch the stock market and go, hmm, yeah, maybe I don't want to look at my retirement fund right now. But we'll look at that another day. Uh, but at the end of the day, they've been held so low for so long um, exactly. that um, there does need to be some adjustment on some things. But where do you where do you see the market? You know, in you the know, next few years. I'm kind of a, I'm a California guy, so I can I, and I and so California we have a, we have our own unique situation. We're, we're you know we're our own little climate here, right? We're our own little area. And I listened to a guy, uh, uh, a local guy named Bruce Norris, that that he's really big on charts and graphs. That so he all his decisions come from charts and graphs. So every time he speaks on on a on a show, I I, uh, I listen to him. I, I subscribe to his newsletter. So I try to I try to. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, but he has, he's has a proven track record and I've done some training with him before. In this. So according to him, um, you know, he did something at the last month and, 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 and you know, it's what he bases everything on is, is like affordability in California. So once, once affordability gets into like, like it, like down to 17, which means like 17% of the people can only afford this payment in the, in the state. Generally that's like what he calls, that's kind of when there's a market correction. So we're kind of still like in the low 20s, but every time that interest rate goes up that, and the price stays where it's at, because the price is here, you're gonna probably take more people out of the, out of the buying pool, you know? So with that being said, um, you know, last time I heard him speak, he thought 2022, but, but the interest rates, I mean, this is where he thinks that, you know, he's speculating that the increases. If they could come back tomorrow and say, hey, it's going to go up to 5%. I doubt it, but hey, they get, we don't know all this stuff. So, you know, if the interest rate's kind of like, like I, I, I'm thinking that 2022 still might be, you know, like I, I'm going to do business as normal. Like, like I'm going to keep doing, of course, I'm not going to think that these houses that I, I'm, today I'm thinking it's worth five 
100,000, let's say right here, 700,000. I'm not going to go, hey, it's a the, the it's at seven, but it's going up five percent a month. So I'm going to have thirty five thousand in, in four months and think that 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 this is where it's going to be. I, I kind of price things where they are right now, you know, because they can go down too, obviously. But I'm kind of just saying like like the, the plan that we had last year. We 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 we're, we're aggressive when we make offers to people, but then again, too, we're not over speculating what we think it's going to be worth at the end. So I'm going to stick to that plan. Um, I plan on buying about like flipping like 24 houses a month. I'm going to start on a month, excuse me, a year here. So that's my plan. I'm on track for that right now. Um, and then some of the houses that I don't buy personally, I partner with people. So we're more aggressive with that because that might be, I can partner with you with it and, and, and we can work out a deal to where I'm not going to be uh, as heavily invested money-wise. Um, so I'm just going to, in California, I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know, 2022, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep up with my plan and what I'm doing, my goals and, and the way I'm trying to uh, run my business. And at the end of 2022, or maybe it, it's just maybe the fourth quarter, start thinking about what I'm going to do for, for 2023. And that's kind of all I can say at this point. And, and people ask me all the time this question, how, how's the market? What do you, you know, like, like. You know, what do you think it is? A real quick example is I put a house in, uh, in Long Beach, California mm-hmm. on the market, 979. Uh, three days later, I took an offer at, at, at just uh, under, let's just call it a million, 999, a bunch of nines on it, right? So if you had last week, the market, the real estate market in Long Beach was pretty good. Why? Because I had, I, I put it on the market. I had within three days, I had three full price offers. Then I was able to counter the people. And, and, and get a little bit more. And then put a lot of contingencies on there too. Like, hey, if it doesn't appraise, you're gonna bring the extra money in. Because people could offer a million bucks, but it appraises for 940, which it could. You don't know what's gonna happen. Are they gonna bring the extra money in? Oh, we'll bring the extra money. So people are fighting over this house. So yeah, right now the crystal ball, it's not even a crystal ball. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a case study. The market's still really strong right now. Now, the next time I put a house on the market, which I'm hoping is maybe, I have three, three we're selling right now. So that, that all happened in the last, two weeks, really strong offers. So probably, I think in uh, the beginning of March, I'm going to have another one that's going to hit a market, hit the market. I'll be able to tell you at the beginning of March, how the market is still, right? And that's the only way I can really base my business on facts, you know? So, but, you know, I don't think the, the doom and gloom is happening yet, but it, you know, everything you stated at the beginning of this question, the interest rate, this is all going to happen, you know, and in the pandemic, we don't really know how that's going to play in. So it's just interesting times. So, um, just going to keep kind of marching forward and with caution. Yeah, your approach of of just you know taking it as is as we are right now is probably the safest and smartest approach on things. And it's like in March we're going to list the house. You, you go outside and you go, okay, what's the temperature? Okay, the temperature is we can sell this place for seven seventy nine. Awesome. Okay, let's list it, and you know, then it ends up closing at you know eight fifty or eight ninety nine, or depending on the locale, might be even higher just because of what's going on in there. And that's that's the best way to go about it. So, John, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and all this great work you're doing? Yeah, I have a website. Um, you can go to uh, uh, johnmedinabuyshouses.com. Um, I got and then from there you can jump on. It has uh, connections, all the socials like uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram and, and my, uh, uh, you know, Twitter. I don't think we do much on Twitter, but um, yeah, so that, that all kind of uh, uh, LinkedIn. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. So we got connections there. I mean, you could, uh, my phone number is, uh, you could call and talk to Peggy if you're interested in selling your house. It's 310-928-2000. 
9688. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there on these. So pretty easy to find. John Medina buys houses. I'll definitely have that information in the show notes. So John, congratulations again on your success and, and thank you for improving neighborhoods and, and, um, you know, helping people get into the homes that they need to get out of and, and get into. So thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the great work you're doing too. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the breakfast leadership show, part of the breakfast leadership network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.